Hey Valiants, this is Kelsey and you're listening to Valiantly Spoken. talking with Jennifer Vader O'Callaghan, class of 92, who is the SVP of Marketing and Analytics at Numerica Credit Union. We're talking about her journey from Valley Catholic to where she is now and a little bit about credit unions that you might want to know. So let's start with your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I graduated from St. Mary's when, let me see, 1992? Back in the 1900s. It was a time ago. Um, and I went to Cotty college for two years. It's a little all women's, uh, college in the South, um, for two years and got my associates there. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life when I was at St. Mary's, I was, um, very active in drama and I wanted to be a drama major, but I also wanted a job where I could pay my bills. And so, um, wasn't really quite sure what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, I met a friend at college that had done a nanny position in London and suggested that I do it because I wanted to travel and I'd always wanted to traveling, especially around Europe. I wanted to go so many places. I took it and uh, that was a great way for me to get over there. I ended up meeting lots of friends um, at wandered into a great community in Southeast London it was not your typical, you know, it wasn't Buckingham Palace. It was great, fantastic, um, you know, mix, diverse mix of people from different countries and cultures. And uh, I, I found my people while I was, I, I loved the, the country and I loved the ability to travel. And, um, and I decided that at that point, I knew what I wanted. I wanted to go to university and finish my degree in London. And I uh, applied and got accepted at Goldsmiths College, University of London. I had to start over because the programs are a little bit different between the US and the UK, but it's a three-year bachelor's degree over there. And I took my bachelor's degree in communications. And uh, I specialized in political communications and sociology and um, decision-making and semantics and languages. And uh, it was an absolute blast. I had a wonderful time. It was so exciting to be that young and have so few responsibilities and be able to travel all over the world. So I, I spent a lot of time in Ireland. I traveled all over Europe. Um, I met my future husband in the Irish pub where I attended bar. Um, <laughs> Callahan, I married into that. I got it. So, um, cause my name at, um, my main name is Vader. So Jenny Vader at St. Mary's. Um, and I met my husband, Brian and we got married and we settled in London and, uh, I worked for a time for London underground. My husband thought it was hysterical cause my whole job was to make the, uh, Northern Piccadilly and Jubilee lines run on time been on time to anything. So he thought that was hysterical. I worked as an analyst at London Underground. And then I got a great job at UBS Warburg. I was the executive assistant to the chief of staff at UBS Warburg. And so that was my first foray into investment banking. Um, And it was 
exciting. It was a great experience. We, we spent a lot of time, our, all of our free time traveling. Eventually, we said, where are we going to settle down, have children, and start a family? And I'm a mixed, many other um, influences, Irish-American, and so I wanted to move to Ireland because I thought it was like a John Huston movie and in a little charming cottage. And, um, and he was Irish and like every Irishman, he wanted to live in America. So we did what you do when you have zero responsibilities and you're very footloose. We flipped a coin and he won. So we decided at that point to move back to the States. My parents were delighted because I'd been living for about seven years at that point. Um, and my parents had moved from Portland, where I was born and raised and my whole life, to uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And that's how we landed here. We landed here. We were lucky enough to get jobs right away. We had lived in a very big, bustling urban city. It was so beautiful out here. And I was around my family and lovely to catch up with them. So we decided to stay. 20 years later, we're still living in Lane, Idaho. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing now for work. So my job is uh, I am the senior vice president of marketing and communications and analytics at Numerica Credit Union. We're a regional Union. We have 160,000 members across central and eastern Washington and north Idaho. And um, I got here the way you always end up getting someplace in your career. You don't really plot it. You don't really plan it. It, it happens organically. So um, when we first landed in the States, I had experience working, like I mentioned, at UBS and at London Underground. But I had a degree in communications and um, and I got a job at an advertising agency when we landed and it was a great job. I was at that agency for 14 years through, I want to say like seven different mergers and acquisitions. Um, and I managed accounts like AT&T, Microsoft, Xerox, a lot of high tech accounts. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience because it meant that I got an experience in every single conceivable range of marketing, whether it's direct mail or email or point of sale at retail or, you know, mass media, I got experience in it all. Eventually acquired by a technology company. So I got a lot of experience in CRM and business intelligence and analytics, a lot of technologies. Um, and it, it was one of those things where you don't really plan how much experience you get. You just keep saying yes to absolutely everything you do and you eventually accumulate that knowledge. Um, and we have four children and, uh, the job was fantastic, but it required a lot of travel I, all over the U S I had people that reported to me in offices all over the U.S. because we were a national and then eventually we were acquired by an agency in, in Canada. We, so it became an international agency. 
So it was a lot of travel. I spent a lot of time on planes and a lot of time in hotels and a lot of time in airports. And uh, that was somewhat manageable with two children. But 2012, I got pregnant with twins. And we went from having two kids to having four kids. And, and my husband traveled for work. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. I cannot function anymore. So I, uh, I accepted a phone call from a recruiter that was looking to fill my position at the credit union. And so delighted I made that change. The is you don't realize how fast you're moving until you start to get a bit of a balance in your quality of life. And, uh, it, and it's been incredible. And it's allowed me, it's afforded me the ability, even with four children and a very busy home life, to be able to do things like I went back and I got my MBA. So I got my MBA at Gonzaga a couple of years ago. And, um, and I sit on four different boards uh, I, I'm the the chair of the Vanessa Behan Board of Directors, a crisis nursery for children at risk. And I'm a chair-elect for the Women Helping Women Fund Board, which is a, a collaborative collective giving organization in Spokane that pools money and focuses on granting that money out to nonprofits that serve women and children's charities. Um, and then I also sit on the Gonzaga Business School Dean's Forum Board and the Gonzaga MBA Advisory Board. So still busy, but with things you're passionate about. It was stuff I'm passionate about, you know, mm-hmm. things I, I love to do. And it's, it's a gift because you do so many things in your work life where it's work, but it doesn't really kind of fill you up and fulfill you. And I'm in a position now where I'm so proud of what I do, like that I, I take my children with me. Well, pre-pandemic, I took my children here at, at you know, my organization's sort of volunteer opportunities and, um, and they get to see the kind of impact you have on your community. So as a parent, as a mother, that's important. So important. So what are you doing day to day for the job that you're in? I'm in a lot of meetings. <laughs> I was, um, if I had one, one wish about my job, it would be in less meetings. Um, I think that that comes at a certain level where you just can't keep from having meetings. Um, so my days are pretty full of, um, I'm part of the executive team for our credit union, so I'm participating in meetings with them. Um, I meet with my direct reports. I meet with my different departments. I manage both marketing and communications, analytics, and product development. So, and then a lot of project meetings um, for to make sure that cross-functionally that we're doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. So I do quite a bit of that. I'm in a lot of committee meetings and a lot of board meetings for external, for my external board requirements. And, um, and then also I teach at Gonzaga. That's something I started doing about a year and a half ago. And I love, I teach uh, marketing theory and practice and marketing analytics and small business marketing. Very fulfilling. So high demand of time. So. so if there's something that you could have everyone know about what you do, what would it be? Um, I will tell you one thing that I think everybody should know. 
I um I was a member of a credit union before I got a, a job at a credit union. I didn't really understand how they work. I was a member of that credit union because my dad was a member of that credit union and he set up a savings account there for me. And when I started working at a credit union, uh, a lot of pennies dropped, no pun intended with the financial reference, but um, I did not realize fully um, that a credit union was a not-for-profit, that it was a cooperative where money was pooled through all the different members. And in effect, um, the members are the owners. I didn't, it didn't, it never occurred to me. It never occurred to me that the fact that shareholders didn't get paid dividends at a credit union. So a credit union wasn't in it to make a profit. They weren't in it to, and I think because we live in such a, a free market society, there's always, well, you're, there's always something in it for you, right? You're always profit of it. But for credit unions, our purpose for being is to give back to our members. So that means that, you know, if, if you do have an account at the credit union, you'll know the interest that you earn on that deposit account is higher than you would get at a bank. You would pay on a loan is lower than you would pay at a bank. Have to make a profit. We can make the right decisions for our members. And um, I'm always telling people, I was like, I wish more people really understood this. It's kind of complex, and people don't necessarily think about how financial institutions work. Always shocked that so few people actually understand that. That you know, when a credit union does something, when they, you know price something a certain way, it's because they're trying to give back to their members. And we don't give back to our members through a dividend payment necessarily. We give back to our members with better better deals on interest, basically. So I wish I wish more people knew that because I'm a passionate advocate for the credit union movement. And so to be labeled as a credit union, they are a nonprofit. Yes. A not for profit. There's a slight distinction there, but it's a not for profit. And yeah, credit unions have to have charters, so they have to to operate within certain areas. Um, They're usually geographically chartered or they're chartered to a different sort of industry segment. BECU, Boeing Employee Credit Union, started out as an employee's credit union cooperative for just Boeing. And eventually they moved to a charter that included everybody in their geographic area. And that's how credit unions started out. They started out during the time of the Great Depression where people couldn't get loans from banks. They said, okay, we together, like Numerica originally was the Spokane Railways Credit Union. So all the railway workers got together and they said, right, we're gonna pull all of our money together. And because we pull it together, we're gonna be able to give people loans that wouldn't normally get them from the banks. And we'll be able to have more strength together as a cooperative movement. It appeals to my uh, philosophical bent anyway and my sort of ideology about how the world should work. I often say to people because, you know, originally I think for a long time credit unions were really small and so they have the ability to be portable or accessible to people because, okay, well, I put my savings account at my credit union because I don't need to access that money when I'm traveling internationally or whatever. Technology, credit unions are available and accessible everywhere. You're banking from anywhere you don't need to have a branch right there. Um, and so um, I'm, still, I'm still surprised at how few people actually keep their primary accounts at a credit union. They still use it a lot for like savings or maybe auto loan or something. All your financial business through a credit union. 
Awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we wrap it up? Well, I will say I have extremely fond memories of my time at St. Mary's. It's some incredible friendships there. And I loved my teachers. Absolutely loved my teachers. It was such education. I was so fortunate to go there. And I think that it, um, it created sort of the template for my life in some ways that I, that I was exposed to, the things that interested me. A lot of that sprung from St. Mary's. Um, it, anything from like the, um, I think I got bit by an interest in comparative religions by Sister Pauline Rose. I think that I got um, bit by uh, the bug for travel from um, Mr. Johnson. And I, I think all of those experiences kind of set up opportunity. What I believe now, what, like, you know, what I, what sort of like the, the ethics that I've raised my family with, religion classes at St. Mary. And I love of music from Sister John Therese and Sister Juliana. Music appreciation class where every morning at 8 a.m. I remember sitting in the choir room and and Sister John Therese turning on music and me going, oh, that is quite beautiful. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Thanks for everyone tuning in. As always, Valiantly Spoken is sponsored by your Alumni Advisory Committee. We'll see you next time.